Hey everybody, this is Brett. And I'm Christian. And you're listening to the Gilded Films Podcast. Academy Award Predictions. Welcome, everybody, to our latest episode of Gilded Films. Tonight, we are proud to present our predictions for the Academy Awards. Yes, folks, it is coming up soon. Literally, the day of this recording, we have less than a week until the Academy Awards, and it is only the beginning of February. What the heck happened there, Academy? How dumb. Anyway... Here, as always, is my esteemed co-host, the one, the only, the Academy Award aficionado, is Brett. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say winner, and I was about to, like, give a speech and, you know, whatever. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, the 92nd year of the Academy Awards, uh, you know, hard to believe, obviously, but um, a lot of good in the nominees. I mean, Best Picture is pretty good. A lot of bad in the nominees as well. We'll get through all that. We're going to go through every single category. And welcome back, our guests. We always love to have here. Zay, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. I just got back from a tooth extraction. So if you're like, wow, Zay has a weird list. Well, just think of me as that fun 60s gay cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Christian's already losing it. Snagglepuss, that's his name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Sylvester from like Looney Tunes. That works too. Which is the same thing. <laughs> is, is Sylvester gay coded though? I mean, suffer and suck attached. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Plus, he's trying to get the bird. <laughs> Tweety and Tweety is a boy. He's, he's trying to get cock. That's it. Mm. End of episode. <laughs> if you don't edit all that out, I'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your TED Talk. But anyway, yes, we're going to jump right in. We've got 24 categories to go through. We're even going to talk about the animated or the uh, short films a little bit. So let's go ahead and start there. Best animated short film. We've got our nominees are Desira or Daughter, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, uh, probably pronounced in French, and Sister. So Christian, I'm going to go to you first because I know you kind of love these animated short films. Have you seen all of these? I have. Okay, so I'll start with you. Do you have a predicted winner right now? Okay, so my predicted winner, and actually I think this is a better category this year than animated feature. Like I'm more excited for this than like a full length movie. But my prediction is going to be Hair Love. Nice. Yes. Zay, what about you? Have you seen some of these? And I have not. I'm seeing them all on Wednesday. Nice. But I have seen Hair Love, and I really fucking love Hair Love. Um, And I also feel like that is going to be the winner because it's usually the ones that get talked the most, especially in animated short, I feel like. So I feel like it's either going to be Hair Love, and it's not probably going to be Kipple because of Pixar being behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I, I've seen three of them. Hair Love is my favorite of the ones I've seen, and I also think it's going to win, especially because, like, the director, Matthew Cherry, I think is his name, like, very active, especially, like, on Twitter and whatnot, and they just announced that they're taking a student to the Academy Awards who was, like, just told he couldn't graduate because of his dreadlocks, and he's changed schools. He got invited to the Academy Awards with this team, so I think it's it would be a really cool moment if they won as well, so... Hair love. Christian, was it your favorite as well? It was. Um, actually, between this and Kitbull, I will say, and I know these are two of the more like studio short films because I think Hair Love, they showed it in front of an actual movie. It was like the Angry Birds movie, I think, is what it I was. The sequel yeah. Oh my God, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. What a terrible, terrible movie to be put in front of. <laughs> and then Kitbull, of course, being like Disney and Pixar. I cried through that one, but no, Hair Love was good. The rest of them are also pretty good. I had, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like Daughter, to Sarah, and I didn't really care for that as much. But interesting. And Sister was amazing. And literally the day after I saw Sister, it was wiped away from the internet. So, mm. yeah, I miss Sister. I did see Kitbull and Memorable, which I thought Memorable was really good as well. So, all right, we're going with Hair Love. Moving on. Christian, have you seen, you've seen some of the best documentary short films as well, correct? One, two, three. I've seen three of the five. Okay. What do we got there? What's, what's winning there? Okay. So for my prediction, even though I've read other things because documentary short films, it's so hard to predict. I'm going to go with In the Absence, Mm. a film that quickly I will say is about a sinking of a ferry in South Korea and while the captain abandoned ship, he told everybody to stay behind because everything was going to be okay and everything was not okay. And it mm. pissed me off so much. Very nice. Zay, have you seen any of these? I only saw In the Absence because Christian was like, you got to see this. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to the other ones soon. Yeah. It was a busy weekend. So whatever. So I expect you- to do more. Um, but I liked In the Absence. I don't know if that's the winner. They don't have one about Syria or um, afterlife care. So, like... Uh, wrong. <laughs> oh, is one of them actually about... <laughs> I don't know. Learning to skateboard in a war zone, it kind of sounds like it's going to be set in Syria, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming that. Life overtakes me... No, no. Learning to skateboard is Afghanistan. I do oh, remember uh, that. There we go. Well, then Life Overtakes Me is about refugee children who, because of the trauma they've faced, slip into like uh, yeah, It might be that one then. Mm. And then Walk Run Cha Cha is about old people dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute. Yeah, I have not seen any of these. I'll have to watch it in the absence since you both liked it. I, I, I want to say I liked it. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, pretty, it was pretty horrific. Yeah, true, true. I'm going to predict learning to skateboard in a war zone just because I the title intrigues me. Like, that's the only thing I'm basing this on. But um, I will say I want to see St. Louis Superman so much. And it is, like, not accessible unless you see it in a theater, which is fine by me. But it's yeah. also pretty cool that it's an MTV production. And it's, like, their first production nominated. So. Wow. Nice. All right. So we'll move on to our third and final short film category uh best live action short film i have to say i saw all of these in the theater on saturday um 
I enjoyed all of them. I wouldn't say any of them like blew me away, like five-star movies. Um, I think what's going to win is actually going to be what was probably my least favorite, which is Brotherhood. It's kind of about this um, family um, who their son went off to fight for ISIS and now he's returned and they really disagree with what he did. But as it kind of unpacks, they learn more and more about what his experiences were. He brought this um, 14 year old woman with him, young woman with him who is pregnant, presumably with his child. So there's a lot of family dynamics. I think it's going to win. I don't know why I mainly looked at gold derby to see what people were thinking. Um, but Christian, have you seen any of these yet? No, I'm seeing them Thursday. Okay. So do you have a prediction yet? Are you, do you have a gut feeling yet? Or are we going to wait? I'm going to wait because okay. I actually don't know what any of these are about. Yeah. I want to go them blind. I don't blame you. Like I you saw. Sorry. 20, oh, no. I was going to say in 2017, I saw all of them without knowing a single thing about them. And like, mm. yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't seen any either. Um, but yeah, if I had to guess, it's probably whichever the worst one is. Going <laughs> by last year's fucking winner. Yeah, true. Remember Skin? Oh my gosh. And then they made like a full length movie about it. Yeah. Well, actually, they made it the full length before the Oscars. And they're like, hurry, put it on distribution. They're going to love this shit. <laughs> and then two years ago, my favorite was the one about like a school possible shooting because, oh, mm. relevancy. But then it was about a little girl whose parents didn't want to teach her sign language. And I'm like, you know what? That was also good. Sentimental. This is like the first year since 2015. I think I've actually seen all the live action shorts. So for sure, know why I've had any idea what they, they were about. But my personal preference is Nepta Football Club because it's actually funny and heartwarming. And it's not as much about sports as it sounds. So, but we'll see. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I read the nominees for that one. Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. All good films. None of them great, in my opinion, but we'll see. Okay, moving on to Best Visual Effects. Here, our nominees are Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Zay, I'll go to you first on this one. What is your prediction to win this one? Oh, it's 1917. I don't see really. Because, you know, that's how they are with the special effects every year. They're like, we can't go with the box box office winners. We're just giving them the nomination to make them feel special, but we won't give it to them. Even though 1917 is a hit movie now. But yeah. Christian, agree, disagree? Mm, I mean, I don't know. I did this last year. I predicted the Avengers Infinity War. So, uh, I want to say Avengers Endgame, but I'll probably go with 1917. Yeah. Although it's not my favorite. Yeah, I'm also going to go with 1917 just because I think it's going to pull weight being presumably, if not the best picture favorite, then one of the best picture favorites. Um, and the only one in that category that really has a threat to win that had that widespread appeal so i agree big question is which of these nominees would we prefer to win now for me i gotta be honest i don't think this category is particularly strong i like the lion king the most their facial expressions were terrible but like they look real 
And that was impressive to me. So I don't know. What about you, Zay? I, I guess. I guess <laughs> that part is impressive. But if I have to watch a whole fucking movie and just be like, mm, I can just watch a doc- nature documentary, I'm not going to award it. True. So what is um, your favorite? I'm going to have to say, again, I'm not a huge fan of this category. I think there should be other things. But if I had to get I'd, I'd say Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Christian? Uh, I'm going to actually go with The Irishman. Mm. It's very subtle visual effects because it's mostly just like the de-aging process of it all. Mm-hmm. But like sitting through that movie for three and a half hours, there was a point where I totally forgot and I didn't even know which part they were de-aged at. Yeah. You get so into it and it's so, like I said, it's so subtle. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Avengers Endgame, I could see being an upset. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But... What about any big snubs here? Christian, big snub? Um, I know it's kind of corny CGI and visual effects, but I like, I don't know. I like the effects of Rocket Man. Yeah. There's the point where he actually turns into like a Rocket Man and flies up into the sky and blows up. And I don't know. That's, it's fun. Yeah, sure. I can see why the Lion King is here, but I don't know. You could totally wipe out Star Wars and put something else in here because Star Wars, it feels the same. Yeah. I agree. Zay, how about you? I didn't like the movie very much, but I think Godzilla King of Monsters had mm-hmm. like really good CGI. Like those monsters look really fucking good. Nice. I just wish the hero wasn't Thanos and Vera Farmiga's body. That's another <laughs> that's another rant for later. Okay. Wow. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Don't. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I will also say maybe the, you know, visual effects to Joker because, you know, it's Joker and it's going to be the running gag of this podcast now. Yeah. I gotta go. I, <laughs> wow. Uh, I think Ad Astra should have got in. I'm actually oh, shocked yeah, it did. Ad Astra, that too. <laughs> well, I mean, like Gravity, First Man, all these space movies that won best visual effects and we're not even gonna put ad astra in there for that first one. i mean okay wow but anyway whatever yeah, it's kind of like annihilation not getting it true and an annihilation would have been my winner last year too so i just have bad luck with this category but okay best sound editing is our next category um now i know there's often like some there's debate they're actually considering combining sound editing and sound mixing um, but our sound editing categories this year are Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Christian, I'll go to you first this time. Best sound editing, what's taking it? Uh, I guess 1917. Boom. Boom. I also agree, 1917. Yeah, I mean, it's a war film. There's a lot of noise. Not that it's not good sound, but that, that's kind of what they go for. Um, any? Do you guys prefer something other than 1917 here? Um, not really. Is no. I mean, for a war film, it's pretty technically savvy. Yeah, it's so hard to predict these sound awards half the time too, because they can sway in different directions. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also not very. 
hip on sound. I know when sound sounds good, and I know mm-hmm. it's kind of whack, <laughs> but I don't go too far than that. 1917 sounds made me jump. Yeah. <laughs> so that told me it was good. I don't know what about Joker. Has that, that's my sound. thing. I, I agree. Like, I'm not just dogging on the movie right now. Like, I really don't get why the sound in Joker is so good compared to something like the lighthouse had really interesting sound uh, yes. and uncut gems had really interesting sound. Like where are those at? But you know where they're at. <laughs> Sitting at home on the couch. It's well, also, just... it's also one last year for Bohemian Rhapsody. So again, this is the case of why not rocket man also? Cause they're yeah. like the same movies. Yeah, exactly. Or, I'm sorry. It won sound mixing. Well, you know, within the sound categories. Yeah, and I mean, sound mixing, let's just dive right in. I mean, sound mixing is often, I think, known for concert films. This mm-hmm. year, we've got Ad Astra, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, the, the ultimate conundrum for Oscar predicting for me every year, not the ultimate, but one of them is that, like, do you predict the same film winning both? Or do you play the card and, you know, potentially nail one at least, or like play the cards and predict different? I don't know. This year I could see Ford versus Ferrari winning sound mixing, but I'm just going to predict 1917 because similar to what you said, the sound is so noticeable in both movies, but I think I'm feel more comfortable going with the same film here, especially after Dunkirk won both two years ago. But I'm also going with 1917. I just have a, I just have a prediction it's going to like sweep the technicals. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Christian, any different? Same thing, 1917. Nice. It was a good year. I remember it well. <laughs> any big snub here other than the ones we've already mentioned? Um, I mean, again, I'll go Rocket Man only because of the Bohemian Rhapsody winning in sound mixing. So why not that? Yeah. I also agree. Yeah. That's like the musical favorite category too. Right, exactly. I mean, if Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't going to win last year, then Stars Born probably was. So I don't get where Rocket Man is, but whatever. Okay, next up. One that I think could be already figured out, but you never know, could seem upset. We have Best Production Design. We have The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Zay, what are you predicting here? I don't know. You freaked me out after you said it's all like said and done. And I'm like, oh, is it? I don't know. Maybe not. What do you got? <laughs> I don't know how it's all said and done because when I was looking at the production guild, you know, they awarded Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. That's not clarifying things for me. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to go with my gut and say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, same. I mean, the guild split, but it's won everything else. Like, it's won Critics' Choice. I'm not saying that's what I want to win. Christian, what are you predicting? This will be my wild card one, and I'm going to go with Parasite. Okay. Because, like I keep saying... They had to build that house in Parasite. They had to build that entire set. They had to build the entire sets of Parasite. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you go to Los Angeles, you find a house that has not been redone since the 1970s, and you say, hey, can we use this for a little bit? Everybody says, sure. They put maybe a few draperies on it, some wallpaper. 
Mm-hmm. Put a little musk to smell like the 70s. Boom, you got yourself production design. Who cares? Parasite, they built the fucking thing. Yeah. There's not always justice in this category, though. That's true. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, my personal pick would be either Parasite or 1917, because I think the both the set decoration and the product placement in that is like really unreal and really good. But the, the product placement, yes. 1917 by Coca-Cola. It'll stop. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like where they place like the bodies and like, Uh-oh. like where like how things are built, the caves and whatnot. I think there is actually a lot of like production design and art direction that goes into that that decision, and so that really impressed me and whatnot. Let's not forget Alice in Wonderland won this award. Oh my lord, that's true. That's Did always Avatar true. win this also? I think. What did? Avatar. Let's Is that what you said? Avatar. Best. Yep. Best production design for Avatar. Yeah. Which is weird because that's mostly all visual. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But I would I would say my pick would be Parasite. Yeah. Christian, I assume yours would be too. Yes, join me. <laughs> How about snubs? Any big snubs here? Um I mean, doing my own personal award show, which we could talk about later, and looking at yes. pictures to post, Little Women had kind of a nice uh, production design to it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. My choice, though, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. I thought about both of those. I also thought about Knives Out. Yes. Um, the house and that was really well designed, and a lot of thought went into that, but... Yeah, I would take in any three of those over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I'm pretty sure my top three are Parasite, Little Women, and Knives Out. Yeah. All right. Production design. Could be Parasite, could be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Maybe neither. We'll see. But Maybe moving Joker. on. Maybe Joker. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Whatever. They had Joker's to like... not. It was Jojo Rabbit. If Joker... <laughs> Everyone just wrote in Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> next category christian's personal favorite maybe not this year i don't know but it is best original year. song not this year our nominees are i can't let you throw yourself away surprise nom for toy story 4 i'm gonna love me again from rocket man i'm standing with you <laughs> breakthrough yes unkept gems can't get a nom but breakthrough can wow uh into the unknown from frozen 2 and stand up from Harriet. Um, Christian, since this is your fave, what's what's winning? With the exception of I'm standing with you because I have not heard it yet, all of these songs are pretty much bops, but I'm going to go with Sir Elton John in a song where I understand none of the words. <laughs> again from Rocket Man. Um yeah, I'm also going to say Rocket Man because I really feel like that Golden Globe speech like definitely had some effects because they're like, they never won together? Yeah, exactly. But also... He knew how to play the system. But also, I just don't find many of the songs to be like totally interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, don't, I don't... Last year. Yeah. Well, and I think like they... I personally think they could have got a better song from Toy Story 4. 
I think they 100% could have gone with a better song from Frozen 2 to campaign with. Like Into the Unknown is like my least favorite song in that entire soundtrack. And so, and with Frozen 2 not getting into animated film, I agree. I think it's Rocket Man. And I don't even, like, I think it's over with personally. Like you said, Zay, that Golden Globe speech, they've never won together. Elton and Bernie, like, of course. Like, let's give it to them now. But Me and Elton, never won together. We're going to win this one. <laughs> Oh, I guess not that, Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be honest here. I don't know which of these is my favorite because I haven't listened to any of them more than once. And like Christian, I've never listened to the song from Breakthrough. I don't remember the song from Harriet. I have heard I'm going to love me again once a day since Friday. (laughs) (laughs) So would you pick it? Would you vote on it? Yes, I would. And again, I don't understand a single thing he is saying until he says, I'm going to love me again. Uh, That's true. It's a bop. I listen, I put on my playlist a song that I listen on rotate. I just don't know what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to love me again. And listen, I want Diane Warren to win an Oscar as much as fucking Diane Warren does. But like, not I'm not having Breakthrough become an Academy Award winning <laughs> movie. And she also needs to learn how to, like, I know she's pandering with these songs at this point. She's a campaign. Like, honey, just write a really good song. I know you got it. But then yeah. again, if Diane Warren won when I wanted Diane Warren to win, oh my god, fucking tongue twister. <laughs> The tooth. It's the two. Um, um, we would have Academy Award winning movie Mannequin. Because <laughs> nothing's going to stop us now is the bop to end all bops. Oh, very nice. But that was like 30 years ago. I don't think she's deserved to win in the past 30 years. <laughs> and also shout out to Cynthia Revo for also being nominated for the Harriet song. Yeah. And she got her Best Actress nominee and the song nominee. Barbara Streisand is kicking herself again. Mm. She couldn't do it again. Uh, any snubs here? I mean, any? So many. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> show Yourself from Frozen 2 is the better yes. song. I agree. Also, I, agree. I mean, I have not heard it, but just thinking that Mary Steenburgen could have been nominated for writing oh. that song from, uh, what is it, Wild Rose? Wild Rose. Yeah. That would have been interesting enough. It's good. I think it's good. But we're not going to, are we going to talk about the best song of 2019 period out of all music came from the Lego movie Two. Oh my Ca- God. Catchy song. I have not heard it. I, I missed the Lego movie Two, so. And I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, this song's going to get stuck inside your, this oh song's going to stuck. that song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Lego Movie 2, missing out. Also, the Academy, I'm surprised that they did not push for Beyonce because they could have had themselves a Beyonce performance. I know. The song is not any good, but... I was sure she was going to get nominated just so they could try to get her to perform, but I guess not. One little boy falls into the the ice and gets an Oscar (laughs) nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Christy Metz. All right. Keeping it with the music category, best original score. We have Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, 
and John Williams with what his 55th whatever nomination I don't know what it actually it's is a free sandwich <laughs> Star Wars the rise of Skywalker uh so the beginning of the season everybody was like of course it, it's Thomas Newman's year of course he's going to win for 1917 the score is great it's my personal pick but no he's not going to win because it's going to go to Hilder her last name starts with a G. Yeah, yeah. She's going to win for Joker, I think. That's my prediction. Uh, Zay, what do you think? I also agree. Yeah. Which I'm not entirely mad about because I want to see a solo female win this award. But at the same time, it's Joker. Yeah. Christian, how about you? I suppose. Yeah. I, I will say I do think the score is the best aspect of that movie. I don't remember the score. You know what my favorite part of that movie is? When the ending. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. This The score, it gave me, like, some anxiety as, like, the movie was kind of reaching its end. Uh, personally, I don't like it as much as the score for any of the other four nominees, except maybe Star Wars, because I feel like that's mostly rehashed. But the, mar- the Marriage Story nomination is weird because watching it, for I've seen it what twice. The first time I'm thinking to myself, where is this music from? Where is this music from? And this is scored by Randy Newman. And yep. oh, this is Toy Story music. Yes. <laughs> I have the same, same exact thought. I know. What are Zay, what's your favorite score here? And do you have any snubs? Oh, my favorite is Little Women. Because that because that was a that was a score I noticed. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is like also like part of the movie, which I think is super important. Like when watching a movie and you want y'all know what I mean. Um the snub is a snub. I don't think anyone has ever said, but uh Pokemon Detective Pikachu is a damn good score. All right. I listen to that shit more often than I should. (laughs) On the Spotify playlist. Yeah. Christian, how about you? Uh my favorite is Little Women. Yeah. I don't know. Like Zay said, it goes well with the story, especially the editing of that movie. Like you sort of have to have it to make it flow from scene to scene to scene, past and present. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to it today. Um, I think the title track was called Little Women. So it was like the main theme of it. And it's what you sort of hear in the trailer. But no, that one is a is a bop. Yeah. Alexandre Desplat. So, I mean, he's been known to do great scores and his work there is great again. Once his game. I mean, I like Star Wars. I don't know about his nomination because he pretty much recycled a lot of the music in it. Yeah. You know. How is it even like in line with the rules though? Does it have to be completely original? I don't know. See, that's what I've always thought because he's been nominated for all three of the sequel trilogy films. And I, I guess, I don't know, is it a certain percentage has to be... I don't know. I, I've wondered the exact same thing. And what I, if it's just like a rule? I'm like, unless you have over 30 nominations, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> he uses a lot of, I mean, there's how many movies that he has scored of that? Nine of those. Mm-hmm. At, like, there's major themes in The Rise of Skywalker because it's like the last movie, so why not use them all? And you really can't tell the difference between that and anything new. Yeah. I agree. But like I said, he has a little punch card and he got himself a free sandwich. So it looks like it's going to Joker. 
hopefully the next category is not next category is best makeup and hairstyling lordy zay i'm gonna go to you first what do you got here um i'm kind of torn between two but i keep leaning to one i think it's good i think it's gonna go to bombshell yeah because it's like it's a transformative one and i think that's what they always fucking go for that's what they jerk themselves off to every time yep um but that's why also judy is kind of like maybe it's that one because as much as renee get brings it to the role the makeup and hair styling is also very much a part for her role coming to life yeah so but bombshell has like a more stat cast more people using the makeup and stuff so i'm just gonna go for bombshell that's my prediction nice christian how about you um anytime a white woman a white blonde woman needs to be put into a blonde wig my god that is transformative i'm going for bombshell <laughs> <laughs> like oh wow nicole kidman in a wig wow yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't know none of these impress me that much especially i mean 1917 we throw a little dirt on your face maleficent nothing really fun there judy's fine because it i mean it's judy joker is everyday makeup if you're a professional clown (laughs) (laughs) right exactly as a professional clown i can tell you it is well did you see on twitter someone was saying like and i didn't even think about this i was watching the movie like in joker they literally show him dyeing his hair green without him bleaching it first right (laughs) oh my god it's like how did this get nominated if none of you know out there zay has purple hair so they can tell you that that's you probably should i'm sure you're supposed to bleach your hair first oh yeah i bleached i have to go sit in that fucking chair for two hours waiting for that shit to get through yeah I mean, I know how Joker is in there, but it's such a shitty nomination. I also think it's going to Bombshell. I, I agree. I mean, I haven't seen Maleficent, Mistress of, Mistress of Evil, but if I did, I would probably vote for it just because I like a lot of makeup to win this category. Um, something like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that was probably my favorite winner this decade. Um, yeah, Bombshell. Everybody was talking about, oh my gosh, she, just, she looks just like Megan Kelly. That's what everybody's talking about. It is quote unquote transformative. So yeah. But um, any big snub here? Favorite snubs? My favorite was Judy. Again, I mean, she still looks like Renee Zellweger, but to the point where, again, I kind of slipped in and out of, oh my God, this is Judy Garland. Yay. Yeah. But snub wise, uh, Rocket Man for transforming Taryn into Elton perfectly, I thought. And also the Irishman especially the scenes when they're much 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 older yeah yeah i mean they're already old so they don't really need wrinkles and stuff like that but i don't know they pushed them to the point where they're about to die so yeah yeah i don't have much of a favorite here either i mean i like judy a lot so yeah i don't like the movie itself a lot the movie itself is fine but like the makeup work i like a lot wow did liza pay you to say that (laughs) (laughs) Um, as for snubs, I'd have to say Dolomite is my name. Agree. Yeah. Um, and also this movie called Paradise Hills. That was like very small and Christian let me see a screener of. Mm. It's an alright movie, but aesthetically it's very on point. I guess I should have brought that up also with uh, 
production design it was that that good but i also liked its hair and makeup a lot too for like such a like small budget movie that's where yeah. they chose to put all their money in and i appreciate that nice well moving on to our next category which i personally have a lot of trouble with so we'll see what you both think um uh, but it is best costume design our nominations are the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women and once upon a time in hollywood Christian, what are you predicting here? Gosh, there was like a costume awards recently and they never solidified anything for me, but I guess I'm going to go with Jojo Rabbit mm. because, you know, anytime you could pull a Nazi uniform out of grandpa's closet <laughs> for, a, for a bunch of people to wear for a movie, by golly, you got the vote. Yeah. Zay, what do you think? I'm going to guess Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just love that 70s shit. Yeah. Well, late 60s, whatever. All Anytime right. you can pull the 70s costumes out of Uncle's closet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm still deciding, like, between Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Little Women, because I think Little Women just won the BAFTA, right? And they love those like 1800s costumes, but I, I got to go with Christian here. I, I'm going to go with Jojo rabbit. I don't feel very confident in it. I don't know why it's winning, but it did just win that costume design gills. And there seems to be a lot of surprising love for that movie. So I guess who knows, I'll probably up and give it to the Irishman, which would be weird, but. Because anytime you can find suits at a grandpa's closet. Exactly. <laughs> So I got to hear, especially for this one, favorites and snubs. Christian, what do you got? Okay, my favorite is Little Women because thinking on it, again, I was looking at pictures of it today, and you said it's set in the 1800s. It is, but those costumes feel so comfortable to them. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking Gone with the Wind 1800s because it's set during Civil War times. The right. big elaborate things. But these girls are just wearing the basic skirt. Mm -hmm. Right, and they look comfortable. Joe March is wearing, she switches clothes with Lori, Timothy Chalamet's character, and you know, yeah. Biggest snub for me, though, uh, there's two actually. I know one, Brett, you'll probably bring up, so I'll say for you to say that, but mine is Rocket Man. Yeah, I know those costumes are, are already pre written out in history for Elton John stuff, but they have to redo them to fit Taryn, so great stuff there, though. Yeah. And I mean, the ones from Jojo and Irishman are pre-written out in history too. So it's like, why not? <laughs> Zay, how about you? Um, Little Women, also my favorite. Um, there was a bunch that I thought was like snub because like, like Christian said, Rocket Man. I also thought Dolomite is my name for sure. Uh, again, Portrait of Lady on Fire. Yeah, I agree with all three of those picks. Um, I, can only see, I can only see the red gown and the green gown that those two girls wear in Portrait of Lady on Fire. And those two gowns enough could win. Honestly. Yeah. Um, they were like, no, 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 wait, wait. That one's on fire. That's sacrilegious. <laughs> Can't do it. You know what the best costume is? Joker. Let's give this a nomination. That's only one costume. Wow. And it's not even a good one. <sighs> yeah, that's terrible. I, I agree. Little Women, like by far my favorite of the nominees. They look like you said, Chris, they feel comfortable. They are suited to the characters. I agree. Dolomite is my name. Ruthie Carter 
she won the Critics' Choice. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to win her second consecutive Oscar. This is awesome. And then they snubbed her. Like the fact that she was snubbed after last year when she got a standing ovation and was like celebrity status there amongst the, you know, acting celebs. And then they're totally forgot her. Yeah, exactly. The fact that that's the one big Netflix movie this year that did not get a nomination is pretty upsetting um, and very telling. But you know, you know what though? We shouldn't make fun of Joker. I'm so happy Party City got their first nomination. <laughs> They've been gunning for it for so many years. Honestly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's the quote? Go back to Party City where you belong, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised none of us have mentioned Midsummer yet, though, as well, or Midsummer. Um, I mean, what, it's mainly for the, one, for the one flower dress over a Nazi uniform and a bunch of guys <laughs> in the suits. I mean, yeah, that but... flower dress is that's going to go into the MoMA. I'll bring it there. <laughs> going from perhaps one of our most contentious categories to probably the easiest pre- to predict best international feature film. We have Corpus Christi. From Poland. From Poland. Yeah. Do you have the country? I forgot to list them here. Oh, I got them in my head. Okay. Honeyland from, from Macedonia. North- yeah. Les Miserables. From France. Pain and Glory. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Parasite. North Korea. South Korea. Oh my God. <laughs> Anybody not predicting Parasite? Because if so, you can just leave now. Like, come on. Oh, oh, Christian. Okay. Let's hear it then. I just had to stretch my arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. However, however, why would France not put, and I haven't seen Les Miserables yet, but why would they not put Portrait of a Lady on fire? Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's kind of dumb on whoever's rules this is that countries may only put one movie up for consideration. Yeah. It's even dumber that they were like, okay, fine. They could have given all the awards to Portrait of Lady on Fire to every other category, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I mean, I know I... Neon was like, we got Parasite by Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, I mean, that too. I mean, you got to give some credence to them campaigning better for it and for France for picking Les Miserables. And again, I haven't seen it either, but is it really better than Portrait of a Lady on Fire? I doubt it. Um, and I must congratulate Honeyland for being one of the, I think it's the only documentary to get into this nomination field. That is cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So. I take it our favorites and our prediction was Parasite, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any disagreement? Yeah. That was pretty easy. I think we all agree. Big snub, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Any other big snubs here? Not really. I mean, my only other fave. Um, international film from that year was also French, so I don't think I was going to say that one going either. Although I did remember that. Also on the short list with it was Atlantics, and I think Atlantics should have gotten on. Yeah, that was a very good movie. I heard a lot of people loving that. It was very unique in a good way. So uh, I also really like Transit, which I don't know if either of you have seen. I think it was it's a German French co production. I think that one I would have liked to see get in, but yeah, Parasite. Go get that Oscar. All right. Best documentary feature film. Another one that I think is very difficult to predict because they are so unpredictable every year. Our nominees are American Factory, 
The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. Uh, Zay, what's your best prediction here? Mm, again, going with my gut, I'm going to go with American Factory. I just think there's been, it's been, it's been in like continuous talks since it came out. Yeah. And having the Obamas behind it. Exactly. I think so. Although I have a lot of problems with the documentary, but I think it has enough of a point that people will get behind it. Yeah. Christian, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with American Factory also. I don't know. They seem to like movies that champion Americans being heroes. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. And especially because it has the Obamas behind it, although they're not actually themselves nominated. That's, you know, publicity enough for that movie. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think it's going to be American Factory. The only one I really think I could see, the one that I almost predict is For Sama, just because I've heard it win a lot of awards. That too. And it, it, it appears to be a very good film, but I agree, the Obamas, they're like that X Factor. I mean, people know that they're behind it and that's going to draw them to it, even if they haven't seen the movies. I think Honey Land, I hear a lot about it too, but I think it's going to split votes, honestly. So, um, I will yeah. say Edge of Democracy is also a very good one. But yeah, what, that one yet. what are our favorites in this one of those nominated? Uh, I really enjoyed Honeyland. Same. I haven't, I haven't seen The Cave, Edge of Democracy, or Fursama yet, though. So, The Cave, it was, it's very sad. Mm. This, this category tends to be kind of boring for all the do- like great documentaries that come out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, again, I can't judge this year yet because I haven't seen those three. But It was a, last year's winner, although uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor wasn't in there. Free Solo was pretty good. Yeah. I think it was the year before that I'm thinking of that was like super boring. Yeah. Uh, Icarus. Like, Icarus against yeah. Varda in her last nomination. Yep. And against that like accounting movie or something. I forgot. Oh my like, gosh. Abacus. Smaller yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, obviously, big snub here for me is Apollo 11. True. Um, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Which I think Amazing Grace was actually in contention for the last Oscars. Oh. But it was not officially released until 2019 for like everyone else. Interesting. I feel this is more Emmy thing, but if I had my way, Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. Mm. I agree. And also, I doubt that this would ever happen in a million years, but Kathy Griffin, a hell of a story. I would vote for that. That would have been something. I mean, it's half comedy special, but it's still half documentary, so I think it counts. Why not? And it has a lot to say about the First Amendment. All right. Very nice. Well, we're all predicting American Factory, even if it wouldn't be our personal choice. So we'll see if we're all right, we're all wrong. We'll see. Moving on, um, as Christian said, this category, actually not quite as exciting as the shorts category for most folks, I don't think, but um, best animated feature film. Our nominees are How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Claws, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. This has not been Disney running the show this season as we thought it would be with Toy Story 4, or even Frozen 2, which didn't get nominated. So Christian, the expert, What's winning? What do you think? 
Oh my gosh. Well, Toy Story 4 has only picked up like what? Two awards? No, like one award. Critics. Critics and PGA. Oh my God. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with Claws. Mm. The movie I enjoyed and neither of you liked. Well, they liked it. We had this argument. (laughs) I gave it three stars. Too low. (laughs) As a person who gave it a solid three and a half stars. (laughs) I also agree with Klaus because... See, okay, you say Klaus, I say Klaus. I only said Klaus because Brett said Klaus. I, I couldn't remember. That's Brett doesn't even like the movie. That's true. Yeah, whatever. Okay, but they, because, what's the day again? It's because he hates Joan Cusack. <gasps> anyway. It's, yeah, go ahead. I agree. Seeing all the things that's winning, I definitely think Klaus would, especially when there's always, it, it never left the, like, the conversation around Toy Story 4. It's like, did we really need it? And then, like, it came and went for a lot of people, except Brett. And it kind of—that's the kind of what people are still thinking of. Like, did we really need that one? So I think that'll like transfer into the voting body. Yep. I don't know. Klaus is like, if we're looking in terms of story, I mean, they all have pretty interesting stories. But Klaus is like that animation is so unique because it is two D hand-drawn animation that looks so 3d animation yeah you know see i think i i agree that the animation of klaus is great and it's unique for me i thought the story was something i'd seen a lot in a lot of different tellings so it didn't seem terribly original to me a lot not that any of them are original um people say missing link is original i don't know what they're talking about that that didn't seem original to me i lost my body is the most original but anyway I'm getting off track. I'm going to go ahead and predict Toy Story 4. I know it's my favorite and maybe I'm a little biased, but it's hard because Klaus did win the Annie Award. Klaus did win the BAFTA. But while Toy Story 4 didn't win many Best Animated Film Awards, it won a lot of stuff from the guilds, like the Production Design Guilds, um, some of the other guilds that do vote on animation, the PGA, which uses a preferential ballot. So I can personally see it going either way. I think it is between those two. I think Missing Link's Golden Globe win was just a Globes being Globes kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to be different and go with Toy Story 4. So They paid you for that. <laughs> paid me with love. Love for that franchise. All right, faves and snubs. What do we got, Christian? Um, faves in this, I mean, yes, Toy Story 4 and Klaus. Klaus came out in, like, late November, early December. I watched it for Christmas, and oh my god, I fell in love with it. Also, How to Train Dragon was really good. Snub for me, I would say Abominable. Mm. That was one of DreamWorks' better movies of the last, other than the Train Your Dragon series, of, like, the last few years or so. I mean, yeah. they couldn't push that, but they pushed for the boss, baby. <laughs> Zay, how about you? Um, I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon yet. Um, but if we're being honest, my favorite is Toy Story 4. But I'm not really rooting yeah. for Pixar to win. Mm. I'd really like to see I Lost My Body or Missing Link to win, if we're being honest. If we're... 
But Missing Link is definitely not for its story. Yeah. It's for the animation quality. Yeah. It's Leica is always on their shit. Yeah. I just wish it was That's a better, better script. I agree. Obviously, my fave is Toy Story 4. I don't really have a huge snub. I mean, I thought Frozen 2 was better than Missing Link, so I guess, but I don't know. Toy Story 4, I Lost My Body, How to Train Your Dragon were definitely my top three, so. I think I didn't have any snubs. I didn't think animation was very strong last year, for being honest. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I mean, Pixar has two coming out this year that look both pretty good. I yeah. Was- I don't know if it was, because it's, um, the movie Weathering with You that came out mm. like a few weeks ago here, I don't know if that was like an award contender or not. I think it was because that company that produced it sent me a screening link last year. Gotcha. I yeah. remember hearing that that title thrown around like at the beginning of award season, especially. Well, um, but obviously, I like it a lot more than everything nominated, so I think it should have been nominated. So that's just go. my opinion. Not as exciting as most years, but anyway. Next up, we have best film editing. Can they redeem themselves after the tragedy that was Bo Rap last year? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, look at the nominees. <laughs> Our nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, The oh, Irishman, oh. Jojo Rabbit. Oh Lord. Joker. Oh my God. And Parasite. Yay! <laughs> well, we have Christians. <laughs> um, I, this is another tough category for me. I mean, the Ace, the Editing Guild went with uh, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite. Oh my God, did they really? <laughs> they did, yeah. Jojo Rabbit for like their comedy and Parasite for their drama. I think that's how they do it. But I think it's going to be Ford versus Ferrari just because I think the Oscars really like a lot of editing. And there is a lot of editing in Ford versus Ferrari during those car race scenes. And it's, it is good editing. Like it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody where there's unnecessary cuts, but I don't know. It just won BAFTA yesterday. I don't know if that means much, but for me, it's like the editing is very visible. I could see Parasite. I want Parasite, but I'm going to go with Ford. So I mean, I guess I'll go with Ford. I haven't seen it yet. I should abstain, really, because I'm not seeing it <laughs> till Saturday, but I don't know. My favorite is Parasite. And having rewatched it the other day, mm-hmm. the entire montage of the peach scene. Yes. That, oh my God. That now that talk about a montage. That's a montage. <laughs> yes. Hey, Sergey Eisenstein is shaking. Zay, how about you? Yeah, I have to agree with the Ford v. Ferrari thing. I get. I also have not seen that movie. Don't think I will see that movie because I don't care. But, yeah, it's the whole, like, bunch of edits. That's, like, as much as I know. Yeah. I probably could guess. Um, I feel like I could, like, write out this movie for you guys, and I it would be pretty damn close. <laughs> um, but also Parasite is my favorite of the what editing the Joker is special? God. Did they only see one movie? <laughs> what well, got snubbed here? For me... Little, little Women. Little, little women. women. Yeah, Little Women for sure. Uncut Gems would have been my other one. 
Cause mm-hmm. that's like, that's an example of a lot of editing that is really good and used to good effect. So. And little women is just so unique because that book is over 150 years old. It's told chronologically. And then Greta Gerwig was like, you know what? Chronologically, forget that. We're doing something different. We're going back and forth. Yeah, but you know those voters are probably like, I didn't get it. I wish you would have told it in order. And I'm like, and literally, how do you not get it? Literally, I watched the original Little Women and she introduced it on Turner Classic Movies. And she said the reason she wanted it that way was because once they become adult adult women, they're never all four of them together again in yep. any capacity. While so this way, you get to see them together through the whole movie at various points whenever. Yep, exactly. That was the, I mean, Parasite, amazing. But Little Women, like that editing is so creative. Yeah, I agree. All right. Film editing, normally a big predictor for best picture, but (laughs) I don't know. Ford v. Ferrari fucking. What if? What if? (laughs) Oh, geez. Nomination-wise, I don't know about win-wise. I mean, whatever, but. Best cinematography, decent category. We got The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, nice surprise pick, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (sighs) I mean, this is another one. I'm just going to ask straightforward. Is there any way that Roger Deakins loses this Oscar? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just wild to me that he waited so long to win one and now he's going to win two in three years um joker cinematography is so ugly yeah i mean i don't really know like if anything would have a chance at beating 1917 spoiler i think it'd be the biggest snub and it would be portrait of a lady on fire because it was the one that everybody was talking about it was winning critics awards it got snubbed here I, yeah, I don't think anything else even stands a chance against 1917, which is great. I think like of that category, it's definitely the best lighthouse. I wouldn't mind, but the lighthouse is my favorite. It's it very unique. Oh, I love that shit. I like some creepy ass shit. That was creepy. I ass didn't. Shit. I didn't like the lighthouse, but the cinematography. Yes, I can very much get behind on that. Yeah. And they play with the aspect ratio. It looks kind of like an old silent movie. Great cinematography. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Any other big snubs here? Midsommar. Mm. Yeah. Agree. Love the colors in that one. Okay. So cinematography, 1917. It's happening. One-shot technique. They fawn over that shit. So moving on to... Best original screenplay. We have Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Uh, Zay, I'll go to you first. What do we got with this one? Oh, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, he's won in the past. They have no problem giving him more awards. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a, sorry, you're not going to get best picture. Here's your Oscar. Because mm. that's, how, that's how screenplay always works. It always goes to the ones that not win. Christian, what do you think? I'm going to go with Parasite. All right. Because the Writers Guild of America, and I know Mr. Tarantino is too good for them, or 
rather they're too good for him. Who cares? He doesn't belong here. <laughs> anyway, so he didn't win that because he wasn't even in consideration. And he just did not win the BAFTA for original screenplay for Paris Parasites. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Parasites. I'm sorry. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not even his best film, like by a long time. Oh, no, time. not at all. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like listening to him. <laughs> like, I, don't want you, I don't want to hear him talk because all he's going to do is thank himself. <laughs> like he thanks himself for what? Like he, do, he writes one movie every five years, people go crazy. Straight white guys like come over it. I mean, I can't deal with that. Yeah, this one's tough. I mean, beginning of the season, it looked like Marriage Story was going to win this easy. Right? That's so weird that that was like the big one. Yeah. But I think it's definitely between Hollywood and Parasite. I'm going with Parasite as well as my prediction. Same reason Christian mentioned. I mean, the WGA, I was like, whatever. They went with eighth grade last year and it didn't matter but when when it beat quentin at bafta i was like okay i think the love is strong enough i'll trust the academy on this one it's probably the worst decision of my life i assume the same people who vote for baftas are probably also members of the academy yeah i'm not sure probably quite a bit probably quite a bit of overlap but at the same time the zay's pick for once upon a time in hollywood i mean it is so hard to bet against tarantino he's won what three screenplay oscars already I think just two. Two. Oh, is it two? Did he not win for Pulp Fiction? Yeah, he, Pulp Fiction and uh, Django. He didn't win for Inglorious Bastard. He did win for. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um. But either way, I mean, even with that, they love his dialogue. They love giving him screenplay awards because they never give him director or picture. So could go either way. What's our favorite? Well, it got snubbed. Hmm. <sighs> My favorite, I like Knives Out. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I don't know. It, it's like the modern day clue. Sure. So, and then Snubs, I don't, nothing off the top of my head, really. Yeah. Zay, how about you? Um, Parasite's my favorite. Um, but Knives Out is also really cool. So I'd be down for either of those. I don't know how 1917 got a nomination, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's in contention because it's really hard to say which one it actually belongs in, but they were doing the farewell for original screenplay. And mm-hmm. so I think that's how I would pick. I definitely the farewell deserved. If, if it deserved no other award, it should have been at least screenplay. Screenplay for farewell. Was Portrait of a Lady on Fire? That was original, wasn't it? Oh. Um, I think it is. I think so. That would be another one, obviously, I'd consider. But whether it was original or adapted, either category, I would prefer for it to get in. So yeah, I think it was original. All right. After a year of having to say the winner is Mr. Valalonga for Green. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let's hope that. <laughs> Come on, Bong Joon-ho. Let's go. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay. Nominees here are The Irishman, Jojo mm. Rabbit, mm. <laughs> Joker, mm. Little Women, mm. and The Two Popes. Mm. <laughs> uh, Christian, what's winning this one? Oh my God. Well, literally, up until a few days ago, Little Women was. Yeah. 
Yep. I guess that's not happening because I will swing with what I know and say Jojo Rabbit. Which, I mean, I'm not complaining. I liked it. It's like, you know, Mel Brooks meets Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. For the modern day. But Little Women is where it's really at. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Say. Half of me wants to say Jojo Rabbit. The other half of me feels like they'll feel bad for not giving Gerwig the director nom. Mm. So they'll swing toward giving her the Oscar for writing. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go little women. I'm going to say little women. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately a pity vote, but you know what? It still deserves it. Yeah. I, I thought about that too. And I, gosh, how do you look at that category and not vote for little women with what she did with that? I mean, obviously it's a remake, blah, 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 whatever. Um, she did something different with it. She deserves it. But once again, I'm going to go with Christian again. I, Jojo Rabbit. It just seems to have a lot of love. Um, People's Choice Award, winning WGA. And, you know, I thought Greta was going to take BAFTA the other night. Um, I thought she was going to take the WGA. Yeah, I mean, that too. Um, Both of them. And that both of them went to JoJo. I just, I guess it's going to be JoJo. That's my prediction, at least. But is Joker here only based on the character? I mean, it's not based on a specific comic book. No, it's not. It's just the character. Yeah. I will never forget a certain awards group in the year that Black Panther was up for things, did not want to award or even consider nominating for adapted screenplay because it was, quote, a comic book movie. And I know this is technically a comic book movie, but in Black Panther's case, it probably deserved adapted screenplay while Joker deserves the garbage can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and all these articles that were like, Joker, it it, it broke the comic book movie bias. And I'm like, Black Panther won three Oscars a year ago. So that's a terrible take. Also, a fun fact, and I may be getting this wrong, but our... Dear friend and listener Toby pointed out that if Greta does not win the Oscar, it will be the first time since the 1960s, so the decade of the 2010s, that a woman has not won for writing anything. Yep. Oh, wow. Pretty sure Diablo Cody was the last. Yeah, my God. (laughs) Wow. Ugh. That's ugly. Oh, and then there's the two popes. (laughs) It's, It's there, too. Any big snubs for this one? Um, Dark Waters, mm. a movie, Ooh. a movie I championed, <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> but I also think A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is also a very good yes. screenplay. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, Toy Story Four would be my pick, shamelessly. But Christian, any dad there? Mm, probably just Beautiful Day. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, moving into the acting categories. Oh boy. Is anybody going to go with the wild card on these? We shall see. Uh, Best Supporting Actor. We have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and one Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is anybody not picking Brad Pitt here? Anytime you can stare in the camera 
and not have any substantial lines or any substantial scenes. Oh. By God, win an Oscar. Oh, man. Interesting. Um, I didn't like the movie, but I just think Brad deserves it for making me horny the whole time. So. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a good performance. Would I give it an Oscar? Probably no. not. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it demonstrates that he is like a true movie star and he has that charisma and that scene near the end, like his line delivery is funny before it descends into chaos. I mean, I'd give him the Oscar, but not show him what to do with it first. <laughs> God, he has that charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> Which only Zay probably understands that, but you know. Probably. Zay and I have <laughs> connection. Connections. Uh, but what about favorite here? I mean, I I like this category. I don't love the category. I mean, Al Pacino's probably my go-to from here. I really wish Song Kang-ho or Willem Dafoe would have been in here personally for Parasite in the Lighthouse. But what about you all? Um, Al out of these, Al Pacino is my favorite, if not for anything, for the scene where he is talking about being late. I connected with that. I hate people being late. <laughs> um, but Song Kang-ho and even Willem Dafoe for the Lighthouse, both two favorites that I would have in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite still Brad Pitt, um, as someone that didn't care about the Irishman. <laughs> and I'm not going to vote for a Pope. <laughs> um, but I, you, uh, can tell, you can tell the two Popes are in here only because of the old people voting. Like, yeah. about Pope, how intriguing. Uh, but I agree with Song Kang Ho, Willem Dafoe, and Shia LaBeouf is someone I also... Mm. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep rhyming. <laughs> but Emma and Honey Boy is such a great role. I I missed that one, but I do want to see it pretty bad. I can agree to that, though. Like, a much better lineup. And no offense to Joe Pesci, he's great. But again, there's not a substantial moment in that movie where I'm blown away. Like, at least I am by Al Pacino. Yeah, I, I, I like joe pesci doing a more subtle performance as opposed to his normal outburst but i yeah i wasn't like blown away by him either so um i wouldn't mind seeing tom hanks winning here honestly i know it's not gonna happen but i still think that would be cool okay best supporting actress kathy bates for richard jewell <laughs> laura dern for marriage story hmm. scarlett johansson for jojo rabbit Florence Pugh for Little Women. Mm -hmm. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. White. <laughs> um, who am I going with? Uh, Christian, what do you got here? What do you, it's, Laura, it's Laura Dern or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Zay, are you going to go on a loud card and not predict Laura Dern? No, there's no it's not smart. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to be Laura Dern. I... I, I I think it's a perfectly deserving performance. It wouldn't be my pick. I'd go with Florence Pugh. I don't agree with some of the hate that Laura Dern is getting because she's winning all these awards. Um, it is a supporting role. That's it the is. thing. Like it is a true supporting role. And she's very fierce in it. Like I I know people are saying, oh, it's just Renata, Renata Klein 2.0, but it, it's it's a really strong performance. She has some great moments, but 
don't know. What's y'all's favorite from the category and a big snub? Um, yeah, Laura Dern in that movie is just fine. I stand Laura Dern. She's one of my favorites. However, I don't think I would have nominated her for that anyway. So my fa- my pick is Florence Pugh for nice. Little Women. Um, but if, yeah, I had five picks that I sent to Christian's Awards and none of them got nominated mm. <laughs> to uh, the Oscars. Um, the biggest one, though, is being um, Zhao Shuzhen from The Farewell. And then J-Lo for Hustlers. And someone who was never going to happen anyway, but in my heart of hearts, I nominated her with Billy Lord for Booksmart. Yes, agree with all of those 100%. Christian? Um, yes to all three of what Zay said. Billy Lord, J-Lo, and Shao Zuzen. I will also say the women of Parasite. Thank you. Park Sodom, who in my personal awards was nominated. Ha ha ha. Kathy Bates is a very interesting pick here. We should have been warned when she w- when she won the what was it the fi- the New York Film Critics? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, she is the best part of Richard Jewell. I was so annoyed by the titular character of Dick Jewell. <laughs> At least Kathy Bates had some, you know, she had yeah. some nice scenes. But no, my favorite in here probably probably Florence also. Yeah, I mean, of my personal nominations almost like Zay, Florence Pugh is my only one that crosses over with their nominations. I agree with basically everyone that you all listed. Park Sodom, for sure. And Jennifer Lopez, that snub is just egregious. That's just an ugly snub that she was getting nominated for everything outside of BAFTA and because they were all white. And then the Oscars are like, nope. But she showed him at the Super Bowl. So, And then Margot Robbie's there too. Yeah, (laughs) and Margot Robbie's there too for playing at least only one time what's that like the baftas they got her twice oh yeah oh true i forgot about that in the same damn category oh that is not her role in once upon a time in hollywood i'm not saying she's not good but it's not an Oscar-worthy performance. Whatsoever. Punching in the numbers for my own personal awards, which we might talk about later. A lot of people put her for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as their like number ones. It's like why? What? I get like she embodied uh, Sharon Tate, but like doesn't mean that you just throw nominations to her for that. Christian, or, how many of your friends have foot fetishes? <laughs> it's for this. <laughs> So it's going to go Laura Dern. We would prefer Florence Pugh, but I don't think either of us, any of us are terribly upset about Laura Dern winning an Oscar. So. Oh, no. I mean, I'll pretend it's for another movie. It's fine. Sure. Little Women, you know. That's exactly. Yeah. I did it for Alicia Vikander. There you go. All right. Moving into the lead categories. We've got Best Actor. Nominees are Antonio Banderas for mm. Glory. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once mm. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage mm-hmm. Story. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Crickets. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah. This I mean, is... no respect to John- disrespect to Jonathan Price. I'm sorry. It's the disrespect <laughs> of The Two Popes. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, this is Joaquin Phoenix, right? I mean, yeah. Unfortunately. 
I knew that, I mean, I knew this is Joaquin's year when Kate Blanchett, bless her heart, but bless her stupid mouth, had to come out there at the Golden Globe and say, and for that transformative, incredible performance that Joaquin, like, come on, girl. Yeah. Stop this. I'm just that was pretend. the beginning of the end. That one I'm pretending he got for you were never really here. I, I, I would agree with that. And I'm pretending he's going to win for Walk the Line. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's the thing. Like, I want Lockheed Phoenix to win an Oscar. He's been given good speeches lately. He is very deserving of an Oscar for a number of roles he has played. This is not the one. This is so Oscars from the day. I don't. The wrong one. I think he's. I, Joker's ruined him for me, I think. Because I've seen two movies with him in it since. And I'm just waiting for him to go. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, because I watched The Master and I was just really expecting to do it there. And now I'm watching Mary Magdalene where he's playing Jesus and I'm just imagine Jesus just <laughs> start putting on makeup. That would be actually, it's a very boring movie. So maybe that may actually help it. You know, he's in a Disney movie too. He's in Brother Bear. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's the voice of the bear. I had no idea. Yeah, oh that's God. him. Oh my God. Well, and I, I, my thing is like, it's not about giving it to them for their best performance. It's the best performance of single year, but Adam Driver's right there. I mean, he's right there. I mean, do we think that some voters might be like, oh, we'll get to him someday, you know, I think the second so. nomination? I think so too. Yeah. I just can't believe the Joker character is going to win two Oscars. I mean, Heath Ledger's <sighs> might be my favorite performance ever. Going to go out of limb and say that. Maybe not favorite ever, but one of them. And this one is just not there for me. I don't even consider him like the Joker since he's first Arthur Fleck. Yeah. And then he turns into a, the Joker. Exactly. Or not turns. He doesn't drink like a magical potion. He just. But no, guys, it's not the same Joker. We think it might be who what, who inspires the real Joker in a sequel. <laughs> Someone needs to shut Todd Phillips up. He's getting like J.K. Rowling levels. <laughs> Okay, uh, favorites and snubs. Zay, what do you got here? Uh, my favorite here is Antonio Banderas. He, he really should be the front runner. And I mean, I know why he's not, but yeah, he should be the front runner. But whatever. Um, for snubs, I would definitely say Kelvin Harrison Jr. for Loose. Mm, he pick. gives a terrifying performance yeah. and how he, he it's like so like realistic and like watching i got to see it in the theater and you could see his facial his expressions just change as he's talking to different people and it's like those little details that are just like really set it off for me that he was my favorite from last year but also well my second one i know christian's gonna say but i also felt eddie murphy for mm-hmm. sure to see it was just so good yeah i thought they'd eat that up and he had the narrative. Like, he's back. Eddie Murphy he's is back. back. <sighs> anyway. Christian, what do you got? Uh, my favorite, as we all damn well know, is Adam Driver. Right. Literally cried at that performance. I can't wait to see it again this week. Snub, Zay, I think he said that I was going to say it. Yes, the one, the only, the Taron Edgerton, mm-hmm. Rocket Man. You can give it to Rami Malek last year, but you can't give it. Taron Edgerton, who did his own singing, and he was a lot better in that movie. Makes no sense. 
no sense whatsoever. He, like he got nominated at SAG. He won the Globe for comedy musical. Wow. Um, my favorite, also Adam Driver and Antonio Banderas is right up there with him. They are for sure the top two in my mind. Uh, Big Snub, The Sandman, Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. We'll never get another good performance of him. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Like, if, if he's not going to get in for that, then he's he's never going to get in because that role was not just like a good like it was made for Adam Sandler to play and actually be a good role. So yeah, not going to happen. Okay, best actress. Our nominations are Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Mm. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. Ah. Uh, Zay, I'm going to go to you. What do we got here? We know Renee is going to win. Yeah. I, I don't see anything else. Kind of, but I, I re- look in at all these other people. I don't see any of them winning over Renee here. Yeah. Uh, Christian, I assume you're also going to predict Renee. I told you the second we got out of that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she got that standing ovation that was like however minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's weird that more people are, I mean, and I guess it's because he's never won before, but there's so much hype around Joaquin Phoenix finally winning that the comeback of Renee Zellweger, literally, I will say comeback. Yes. Because I have not seen her in a movie or a decent movie in eons. Mm-hmm. That they're not like more hyped about that. Yeah. Like she came from the joke of everything because of all her pictures that came out of mm-hmm. her totally looking different to doing a Bridget Jones movie, the third one. They're like, Oh, yeah, good movie to Judy. And it's like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, she's also like, she's playing Judy Garland who they never gave an Oscar to. And it, it's kind of got that one. They did give her one, but it was not competitive. Right. right. A competitive Oscar. And you know, even though she should have won for a star is born and it, it almost has that kind of weird like quality to it where like we never rewarded judy but we're gonna you know give an award to this really great por- portrayal of judy um so yeah i, I mean renee's gonna win she all of these actors have been sweeping the entire season hey um, wait a minute guys it's me liza liza minnelli oh i'm here to tell you don't vote for judy it's a sham mama <laughs> I want to see um, and uh, just her like in a c- camera on Skype like you just were and just like uh, just appears on everyone's cameras like an unfriended. It's just Liza. Just, guys. Oh my God. I, I feel by now she has seen that movie. I want, oh, her, yeah. I want her thoughts. I do too. Just like Mel Brooks has seen Jojo Rabbit and he enjoyed it because, you know, springtime for Hitler, the producers, Nazis. Liza has had to have seen Judy by now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorites and snubs. Zay, what do you got? Uh, my favorite was of these people, Shersha Ronan. I nice. think. Uh, is this a perfect role? Mm-hmm. It, uh, I love her. Um, though my snub, the two biggest snubs for me, Lupita Nyong'o for us, and Aquafina for the farewell. Yes. Yes. I, literally, when I after seeing the farewell, listen, we we can talk all about Lupita all we want. We know she's great. 
She already has the Oscar too. So mm-hmm. not the biggest blow to her. Aquafina though, after I saw the farewell, I was like, oh, she's gone for her Oscar. I yeah. But Lupita Nyong'o really did give the best performance of definitely last year. One of the best of all time. Yes, I agree. Christian, anything to add? Um, pretty much same thing. My two snubs are Lupita and Aquafina. Lupita being my favorite, but Aquafina, God, that role when she's talking to her mom mm-hmm. while they're trying to find the jewelry about she never saw her grandfather before he died. My God, again, I watched it today. Great performance. Favorites from this group, Shirsha. And I will say I do like Renee a lot in this. Yeah, me too. No, yeah, yeah. I think she's a good role. Like, I'm not mad about her winning. No, I me even, either. You know what? I even like Scarlett Johansson in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charlize is good, even if, you know, it's like a Gary Oldman type performance where it's the voice that's different and the look and she looks just like her. And Cynthia is mm-hmm. good. It's the movie is terrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Cynthia's movie is like that. Sometimes the dialogue is just so bad that it's like nearly impossible for her to be that good, like Oscar worthy with that movie. And yeah, obviously Lupita Nyong'o, big snub. Um, I agree. Saoirse Ronan is my favorite, but I also agree. I, I have no problem with Renee Zellberger winning this award. I think it's pretty cool. And I still think they're going to get to Saoirse one day. I mean, she's, is she the youngest of four nominations? Is that what the record she broke? Yeah, something like that. But second youngest. Second youngest. Um, so, I think too that because Joaquin has never won, they're going to go with actor as the last uh, acting category. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise. They me. always do, they always do actress because actress is more exciting. Mm-hmm. Just like last year, Glenn Close. Ooh, here. Oh, nope, Olivia Coleman. Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah it's funny that if we saw an upset this year it would be even bigger than that like just what the pre-cure everybody has won everything so kathy Bates. <laughs> oh my god okay two more categories next up is best director our nominees are bong joon ho for parasite sam mindy's for 1917 hmm. Todd Phillips for Joker, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Christian, what are you going with? I mean, it's going to be Sam Mendes for 1917. Yeah. We'll get to picture in a second, but if it's a split, I think Sam Mendes has it locked for at least director. I agree. Which will be his first in 20 years. So that's pretty interesting that you would make one movie 20 years ago and then come back 20 years later and do it again. Yeah. Zay, what about you? Um, yeah, I also agree Sam Mendes. Also, fun fact, if he does win, it'll be the longest stretch between wins for a director. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I heard that on a podcast somewhere. Yeah, I've seen that somewhere too, I think, so... Yeah, and I think it's I, I, I agree, Sam Mendes. Um, I have seen some people still predicting Bong Joon Ho, and as much as I want that to happen, and not to be mean, but I think it's wishful thinking at this point. I think Sam Mendes would be a very good winner, deserving. I personally would go with Bong Joon Ho. 
I would have nominated Greta Gerwig, Sakiyama. Obviously, that was never going to happen. Um, and the Safdie brothers for Uncut Gems. That was never going to happen either. But I would have preferred one of those three in there as well. So I think Greta's is the biggest snub. Oh, yeah. 100%. And honestly, I would keep all of these men except for Todd Phillips. Yeah. Even Quentin? Because I wouldn't. Ugh. Him, I honestly would just replace him with probably Noah Baumbach. Yeah, Baumbach. And then you'd have too. the narrative of the two partners, Noah and Greta. That would be cute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Bom Joon-ho is definitely my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really... I mean, I also like Sam Mendes. They're the two. I don't like the other three movies very much. Yeah. So I would not vote for those. Um, as for who was snubbed women just just pick a woman yeah, yeah, exactly um but definitely Celine gamma is the top of that um oh, I, also, I also said ari aster because yeah. i loved midsummer so much even though i haven't really nominated for a whole lot in this conversation but it's always in the back of my mind you both says Celine skiama Celine skiama for but you didn't say what for oh, oh portrait of a lady on fire yeah yeah, yeah. and also lulu wang she was also <laughs> you know what i would even throw in ryan johnson for now oh yeah sure did you see lulu wayne's tweet she was like people keep coming up to me and saying oh congratulations on the farewell and the new jumanji <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my god oh yeah because aquafina is in that isn't she yeah she is oh my god oh my god my goodness. A lot of good direction this year. But, okay. The big one. Dun, dun, dun. Best picture. La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> the nine nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. You know, the thing about this year was the nominations for this category were actually like super easy to predict who was going to win. It's been up in the air for a while. It might be a little more solidified now, but I still think there's a few ways you could go. Um, Zay, what are you going with? I'm going Parasite. Oh, okay. I, I think the, um, what's the vote called? Preferential. Preferential vote is what's going to, get it there because it's it's like it has enough likability that even if it's not their number one it's probably within two to four yeah that's true christian well i'm going to go with parasite oh yes uh preferential treatment yes i keep thinking on how moonlight just looking at Twitter, I keep seeing the push for Parasite much as the same I saw the push for Moonlight. Moonlight won victoriously, although in a major upset. 1917 seems to be the clear front runner. I'm taking back clear. It seems to be a front runner because of what it's won, but it's Parasite that seems to have the popularity momentum. And honestly, that's what preferential voting feels to me is a popularity thing. Yeah. So. I'm going Parasite. You say that, but then the Green Book happened. 
Hush. <laughs> well, that's thing. It, it's hard because it's like, what does the industry think versus what you know, what, what we see on film Twitter and what we see from critics? And I said when this was winding down, I stuck with. I predicted Parasite starting in November, before like when it was just starting to get cool to predict Parasite. And I said at the time though that whatever wins PGA will probably be my pick because that is preferential ballot. PGA screwed us last year because they predicted they got Green Book, and I'm sticking with it. 1917. I'm going with 1917. My main reasoning being like I obviously want Parasite. I still think Parasite can win. There are a lot of people saying it can't anymore, and I think that's wrong. I think it can win because of the reasons you all have mentioned. It's so beloved. I still think a lot of voters are going to say we're going to give it international film. We'll give it international film. We'll give it screenplay. The Roma treatment. The Roma treatment, yeah. I mean, it's hard. That whole thing, though, with Parasite winning the SAG and the actors who vote their vote the same, and they're the largest community in the academy like yeah that's that's hard to ignore yeah that's something for me especially well and it's it's hard to compare the two as well because roma was also a netflix film that's Uh, yeah that's also a point roma was a lot slower than parasite um parasite keeps you on your feet it does the thing about the nominees this year is that all the front runners have their issues okay parasite is a it's not an issue but it's an international movie it's never won best picture there are people who won't watch it because it is an international movie with subtitles. Exactly. Stupid. Those people shouldn't be in the voting body. Exactly. But 1917 does not have an editing nom, which may be because the one take Daniel, it doesn't have an acting nom, um, which I don't think there's ever been a Best Picture winner since they've done those two categories that is one Best Picture without one of those. It would also be the first since Braveheart to go without getting a SAG nom in any category. Um. <laughs> Parasite didn't get an acting nom. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a frontrunner for a while, but it missed editing and it's lost steam. So I guess my question is, we I think we are in agreement. It's probably going to be 1917 or Parasite. Do we think anything else stands a shot? I don't think anything. Mm. Joker could do it. Mm. Just on the sheer volume of nominations. Yeah. Um... I will that's say, like a far away third. Yeah. I will say I love Parasite. I want it to win. I hope it wins. If 1917 wins, I'm still okay with that. Yeah, me too. If I did like 1917. There's actually only three on here that I'm actually okay with winning. <laughs> that's Parasite is my number one. And then 1917. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Little Women is the one that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I'd be very happy if Little Women won. Right. Um, also happy of Parasite one because you know first foreign film and also Little Women I mean there's only one female directed film that won Best Picture isn't it? Hurt Locker Locker. Hurt Locker yeah Yeah. so that'd be cool yeah but yeah those are my three that if they were to win those that'd be fine yeah Parasite's obviously my number one Little Women my number two Night uh yeah, 1970 is probably my number three, or Marriage Story, Marriage Story. Honestly, I'm going to go out of limb and say that the only other nominee, to a degree, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think it's lost steam. I mean, it got the Critics' Choice, and after that, it hasn't really done much. I would not be totally shocked if Jojo Rabbit pulled a stunner. 
simply for the reason being that it won People's Choice at TIFF, which could be Green beneficial. Book won that. Green Book won that. Um, it did really good with the guilds. Like we had a lot of guild awards with like costumes and uh, editing and whatnot. And it got acting, got editing, it got screenplay. It's missing director, but like Green Book last year also didn't have director. So, but um, I do think it's down to 1917 and Parasite. How about snubs? What's biggest couple snubs? Farewell. Farewell. Um, Midsommar, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've counted down our top Fire 10 waters. films. Of- We've counted our top 10 films. I mean, for me, Farewell, Toy Story 4, Uncut Gems. Ones that really didn't have much of a chance, but Farewell, maybe. In a perfect world, it would have. In a perfect world, wouldn't see fucking Ford v. Ferrari. Or Joker. But uh, at least it was trying to be interesting. I've heard no talk about Ford v. Ferrari leading up to any of this, which is weird to me. The only yeah. time I ever heard anyone talk about it was I was talking to this guy from Tinder and he said it was his favorite movie. <laughs> we don't talk anymore. Okay. Like, like ever? <laughs> or like this year? I don't know. He was just, <laughs> he saw it twice in the theaters within oh. a week. And I'm like, what? Wow. You do you. I'm seeing it Saturday, so. There we go. Make sure you see it twice. Maybe that's what it takes. Okay. So. That's what we've got. Those are our predictions. Um, be sure, you know, if you want to watch the Oscars, um, tune in. They are this upcoming Sunday, um, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. Red carpet stuff obviously begins earlier. There is no host. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll have our predictions up on the website. And tell, uh, them, what, tell them what Christian is doing Saturday yes. to Sunday. Yes, leading into that, we have our fifth annual Christian Awards. Oh, okay. That oh, is that not what you're referring to? Oh. We'll say that too now. Promote okay. me. Yeah, t- talk about the Christian Awards for a little bit. Christian Awards is an awards thing that I do with all my friends. That includes these two goobers featured in this podcast. Pretty much everybody votes on their favorite things. I tally it up. I get the top 10 favorite best films and top five everything else. And then they vote. Um, Zay has already voted. Brett has not voted yet, so thank you. Uh, and then, yes, Friday I will be announcing that on my Twitter. Brett will probably retweet my little thread that I'll do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, Saturday, I am, well, starting Friday with Marriage Story and The Irishman, since they are Netflix films and movie theaters don't show them. But Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. until 4.30 in the morning on Sunday, I will be seeing the rest of the Best Picture nominees back to back to back to back. Are theaters really not showing uh, those two? Nope. Oh, the same thing happened with Roma, didn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that is going to be with Toby, who, uh, if y'all remember, co-hosted our Christmas episode. So, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty excited for that. It's going to be a very long day. Well, speaking of Toby, um, that's a nice segue. We've been doing some fun stuff for a while, but we are, <laughs> we are getting back into our normal swing of things. The Oscars are going to be over soon. So next episode, we will have, yeah, thank God. Think, next episode, we will have Toby back on to discuss the Oscars and films of 1991 and our return of which picture was best starting season two. 
Um, after that, Zay will be joining us again, and we'll be discussing the Oscars and films of 1956. Um, They're all long movies. They are all long I made movies. a mistake. You're welcome if <laughs> I picked that year. <laughs> so Zay, as always, thank you for joining us. This is always thank great. We thank appreciate you for having me. Oh, yeah. I love being on, even if there's a hole in my mouth. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you fighting through that. Christian, final thoughts? None. The Oscars are, this is a pretty good lineup, I must say. I mean, other than Joker and what's yeah. in Hollywood. And I haven't seen 4B Ferrari yet, but it's a good lineup nonetheless. And yeah, I hope to have a little Oscar party. And I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Confirmation. We have witnesses. I will be there in spirit. Oh. Yes. Yeah. No, this is good. Yes. Thanks all. Thank you all again for listening and for keeping up with us. And um, as always, if you could rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, um, we're all over the place where you can find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, which we are keeping up with right now. Um, as always, thanks to Joshua Onodi for composing our theme. And we appreciate you listening, and we'll give it to you next time. Thank you.